WTEL podcasts are powered by Stanley Steamer Air Duct Cleaning, Delaware's clean air experts. Call 1-800-STEAMER. Unless there is a totally unforeseen development where some senator uh, switches, it looks as though uh, Judge Kavanaugh will end up on the high court uh, before long. Senator Chris Coons, Democrat Delaware, a junior U.S. senator, just arriving back in Wilmington. Senator Coons, welcome and your thoughts about this tumultuous week and now the news of uh, your Senate colleagues, one in R, one in D, but deciding to vote for the nominee. Well, Alan, a week ago, uh, we had just completed um, a, a long, um, riveting day of testimony where uh, Dr. Ford uh, testified uh, in the morning. It was compelling and powerful. Uh, and in the afternoon, uh, Judge Kavanaugh delivered uh, a full-throated, uh, aggressive defense. Uh, and then on Friday, we had the Senate Judiciary Committee uh, have one of the most bitter and most partisan exchanges I've ever seen. Um, most of the way through that, my friend Jeff Flake agreed to work with me so we could have a, an FBI investigation of the facts uh, rather than having Judge Kavanaugh moved ahead uh, without any uh, consideration. Um, a week later, it seems that the investigation we were able to secure added somewhat to the facts but did not change anyone's opinions. Uh, and in the end, Judge Kavanaugh may well be confirmed tomorrow. Uh, I am grateful to my friend, Senator Flake, for partnering with me in this, but I must say I'm disappointed in the scope of the investigation that resulted, uh, and I intend to vote against uh, Judge Kavanaugh tomorrow, uh, as I had announced I would two weeks ago, because of his views on presidential power. Are you aware of anyone within the FBI that uh, is, is absolutely beyond himself or herself, just can't believe how limited the investigation restraints were? I did not have direct contact with anyone in the FBI. Um, this was set by the Republican leadership in the Senate, uh, who conveyed the scope uh, to the White House counsel, who conveyed it to the FBI. I don't fault the FBI for the narrow scope. That wasn't their choice. Um, but I do think uh, it, it just this failed to be the sort of a full and open and robust investigation, even though it was a week long, that President Trump publicly said would happen. Um, you can't find what you don't look for, and they didn't investigate um, dozens of corroborating witnesses who tried to get in touch with the FBI, a number of whom contacted my office. Of course, Senator Collins uh, said that, that it just wasn't proven uh, that uh, what uh, Dr. Ford alleged had uh, taken place, specifically with Kavanaugh, could have been somebody else. And I guess your answer to her would be what you just said, well, how do you know if you weren't able to interview these other witnesses? So if Dr. Ford, for example, came forward and said, I talked about this assault four other times in my life, um, and here are the names and numbers of those people, please go question them. That happened long before Judge Kavanaugh was nominated. They didn't question them. Um, if, if that's what happened, then it's hard to say that this was a full and robust and open investigation, even within the week. The FBI has significant resources and could well have interviewed uh, more than the folks who, who they interviewed. How much of this is coldly cynical politics? I mean, you could say Murkowski, Alaska, is kind of a independent maverick, given the way that she achieved her office, uh, that Collins on Maine is worried about a primary challenge from her right. Heidi Heidkamp, Democrat, North Dakota, well, uh, she could very well lose anyway, so may as well uh, be pleased with her final vote on principle. And, well, you, Senator Coons, uh, have to worry about a, a challenger, maybe from the left in a primary, although I know you're are going to say you can't think about uh, that kind of short-sighted politics. You know, Alan, all of us um, are sent to Washington to represent our state, um, and then we have to balance 
uh, the input we get from our constituents with the long-term interest of the country. Um, the input that I got from Delaware ran two to one, three to one um, against Judge Kavanaugh throughout this whole process. Um, but more importantly, as I read his opinions, as I questioned him, as I debated with him at length, uh, there were two areas that really troubled me, his view on individual liberty and whether or not he would continue the line of cases Justice Kennedy had written um, that really expanded individual liberty in this country. And then more importantly, more immediately, I guess I should say, his views on presidential power, the idea that um, the president should be able to fire at will anyone investigating him, including a special counsel, I found very troubling. Right, and even uh, some libertarians and conservatives, uh, uh, maybe the old conservatives, uh, would agree with you on, on that last one. Let me ask you, because a lot has been made of your friendship, uh, kinship with Senator Flake, who's going to be your go-to on the other side of the aisle when Flake is, is not in there anymore, not to mention the senator from Tennessee? Well, you know, one thing, a, a quick point I'll make. There were two big bills that actually did make it through the Senate this week an opioid uh, package, uh, a bill that's going to address the heroin crisis, uh, and a bill that I wrote uh, with Senator Corker, Republican of Tennessee, uh, who is also retiring, who I will very much miss. Senator Johnny Isaacson of Georgia, Republican, um, has been a good friend and a co-worker. We've legislated on things related to chickens and chicken exports and sure. higher education and making college more affordable and accessible. There are younger senators uh, who I'm actively working with, um, so I'll, I'll just mention three, Todd Young of Indiana, Tim Scott uh, of South Carolina, and James Langford of Oklahoma. These are all Republicans, um, but we've got bills we're working on or ideas we're pursuing. And it's hope that we will, even after this bitterly disappointing and very partisan week, uh, that I'll find folks I can work with because that's, I think, what Delaware sends me to do. So a little bit of hope despite the uh, toxic uh, poisoning right now. Indeed. Yeah. All right, sir. Uh, I'm sure very tiresome the entire week. I got to ask you one more thing. I'm so sorry. Uh, do you hear many of the calls, of the talk shows, for example, uh, in the morning, uh, Susan Monday show, a little bit of Rick Jensen, when people are are vitriolically uh, castigating you uh, for all this? Uh, I I, w- I would think you'd be surprised uh, if you heard that in the mornings when I'm supposed to be at hearings or meetings or. Um, doing business here in Delaware, Washington, that I'm listening to talk radio. Um, I do occasionally get summaries or snippets. Um, I certainly get lots of it on social media. Um, you know, I'm aware there are folks who are not happy. Um, that's part of the nature of democracy. Um, you know, the majority of folks um, tend to be positive about what I'm doing, but there's a minority in the state that's quite unhappy, and I do hear from them regularly. They call my office. They write to me. And um, every week I get summaries of all of that, and then I get excerpts from letters. And often uh, I will take time to call people back or to write them back, um, but I represent 900,000 people. Sure. Uh, and if I'm going to represent them effectively, um, you know, I have to keep, keep working and keep moving. Sorry, I had to ask you that. I just heard some more of it no this problem. morning. All right, have a good weekend. I'll Thank bet. you, Senator. Thank no, you. No, it's busy. You have your final vote.